Hello and welcome to the Tech Authority Podcast presented by Aussie IT Solutions. I am your host, Andrew Brown, the lead IT consultant at Aussie IT Solutions. Today's topic is going to be a little bit mixed. It might be a little bit of a shorter episode today. Uh, I want to talk about the differences with the Intel uh, processors so you can figure out which one that you want to buy if you're looking to, to purchase another computer. Okay, we're going to start with the Intel processor. Now, Intel's been around for a very, very long time. They've been developing processors for computers for over 30, 40 years at least. Um, we know them very well in the business world. Most computers are powered by Intel technology and the technology has come a very long way. Do you remember your first Intel PC? I think we had an Intel 286 was my first PC in 1989. It's a long time ago. Technology has come a long way since then. Considering that Bill Gates once said that 640k worth of memory was enough for anyone. Now we're talking gigs of memory and all sorts of stuff. We can do computer generated graphics, we can take photos, we can do anything that you can put your mind to. Building applications, launching software, doing multiple things at once. And the Intel technology is where most of it's come from. How it's been able to allow you to do so much at once or even so little, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. They've got plenty of new processors out. And you might have heard of the Intel Core before, or the Intel Core processors. They have a range of them. Uh, over the last few years, they've been well known for creating the i3, the i5, and the i7. Now, what does that mean exactly? Does it mean how, what they do? Like, can it, the i7 do seven things at once? Probably, but not really. It's more about the processing power of what it can actually do. Now, depending on what you're currently doing on your PC... Um, it depends on the relative processing powers is what the the number means. So in the relative levels of processing power based on a collection of criteria involving the number of cores, clock speed in gigahertz, the size of the cache, as well as Intel technologies like Turbo Boost or hyper-threading. The core, process, the core processors can be grouped in terms of their target devices, for example, laptop or desktop, um, and each has its own specific characteristics or specs to avoid confusion. We'll focus on the desktop variants, known as the versions like the fourth generation or the codenamed Haswell core processors. Now, the more cores there are, the more tasks that can be thrown at the machine. So if you have uh, an i7 processor and it's got six cores per processor, 
which means it can do multiple things. So if you can, if you think about a core, it depending on the the way it's been built, some processors only have two cores, some have quad cores, which means four, and some have hex cores, which means six, or oct cores, which has eight. So per core means that it can do multiple tasks at once. So if you were thinking about getting a particular machine to do something in particular, like, for example, taking photos or working with photos in Adobe Photoshop or working with video or just using the internet or using Office, Microsoft Office, you don't need a powerful PC to run Office. You don't need a powerful PC to run the internet. But if you're doing Photoshop or even working with video, you need a machine that's going to be capable of being able to operate at its maximum speed and not hinder the performance in what you're trying to accomplish. So the last thing that you want to have is a machine that's not built correctly for what you're trying to do. Because what happens is that if you don't have enough processing power, the machine will still run, but it'll run a bit slower than what you intended it to. Or it might not even perform the task at all, depending on how it's being configured and set up. So the, the processor is basically the engine. If you were to think about it as a car, for example, you've got the, the engine block, which is your processor, and then you've got all these cables coming out of the, the processor for it to actually do specific things. So on the motherboard on the PC, you plug your um, processor into the motherboard. The motherboard allows everything else to function, so it's kind of like your engine as well. And then you have memory, so it can actually perform different tasks. And then you've got all of your add-on peripherals, like your uh, keyboard and mouse, your network card, your Wi-Fi network card, your graphics processor, and a whole bunch of other things. So the core is really important. So the more cores you have, the more tasks it can perform. That is the key thing of what you're looking for when you're buying a processor. If you want something basic, you can get a basic PC, have a look at the cores, see what you need, get an i3. A lot of the i3s come with a whole bunch of technology now that it can actually do more. So if you're looking for, to just browse the internet, for example, or use Microsoft Office, or use any basic program, an i3 processor will allow you to do that. If you're in a business environment and you want to be able to perform more tasks at once, like for your email or web browsing or office and you're doing a whole bunch of other tasks at the same time and you're using a whole bunch of other applications, the more processing power, the more things you can do. You can have multiple windows open with the same thing if you really need to. Um, you can use virtual desktops and the machine won't crash. Uh, and if you really want something high-end, you need to go to the i7. This is the uh, model of processor that allows you to perform 
vast amounts of tasks. You can do video editing. You can do processing on photos in Adobe Photoshop. That's what you have to look at. You really need to define what your goal is with your PC, what you're trying to accomplish first, then go out and build it or buy it or get someone else to build it for you. But yes, the processor matters a huge amount in the amount of tasks that you can do at once. That's all it means. If you have any questions, send a question in via Twitter using the hashtag TechAuthority. Uh, also, we've got a mailing list too on our website, aussieit.solutions is where you can find our website. Sign up for the mailing list for any future tech, future news on tech news, more podcasts that are coming up and blog posts that will be done on the website. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow on the Tech Authority Podcast. Check us out in iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Bye for now.